Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. The Fargo Christian Podcast's mission is to bring together and have open conversations with pastors, business owners, nonprofit workers, and truthfully anyone who has our same mission in mind, uniting the church. Each week we will have conversations surrounding one main question, what is God doing in your life? Will you laugh? Hopefully. Will you cry? Maybe. All we know is that Jesus clearly lays out his goal for the church in John 17, and we are doing our part to accomplish that. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Fargo Christian Podcast. I am Jordy Hutton, and I am very excited to be joined by my good friend Nick, and I will give you two seconds to guess who else is here. Steven. Steven Apple is here. Got it. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nick and Steven. I didn't know who was guessing either. Say, say what's up. What's up? What's up? How are you guys doing today? I'm good. I, uh, I had a dream last night. Wow. What are we like? I was playing basketball. Okay. This is a. This is part of how I'm doing today. I thought we were getting into prophecy right was, away. That I was. This is, could be prophetic, but I had a dream I was playing basketball. And uh, I always dream about playing basketball. Right. Because where my talent is at in that particular sport, but in the dream, <laughs> I <laughs> some some uh, some hooligan ran past me when I was supposed to be guarding him. And then I'm like, oh, no, this person ran past me. And then I realized, oh, wait, it's not my fault. I just pulled my hamstring. And then I woke up, and my hamstring hurt. Oh, no. I pulled my hamstring dreaming about basketball. That's how you know you've reached peak athletic form. That, that's yeah. peak athletic form right now. Also, Nick. So that's how I'm doing. You probably, let's just jump right into scripture here. You probably are dreaming about basketball because of Luke twelve thirty four, where it says, mm-hmm. "For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also." That's right. So check your. Yeah, and I thought bro. you were gonna pull out a scripture about basketball. And I was really excited. <laughs> Not that that scripture is. I did too. I was very happy with the scripture. No, I the baptizing one. Thank you. I I uh, I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty early into my new year of reading through the Bible, so I I haven't caught anything about basketball yet. But I'm I'm excited about this year. Let's see if anything comes up. Do you think? Do you think it changed at all? Just uh, keep swapping not. translations until you come across something about basketball. There's got to be sure. some kind of translation out there. Maybe I mean, the new, the new King James one. <laughs> oh, nice! That was on point. Oh, man, I didn't even realize that. <laughs> oh man, I just, I'm, I'm frustrated that he got brought up on the podcast. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to Stephen. How's your day? <laughs> No, my day was good. My day was good. I pretty much just read a bunch of articles about LeBron James being the GOAT. <laughs> Sweet. What a what a wonderful set. <laughs> oh, just think if LeBron... It's, he's just so athletic. 
That that that's the thing. He's just athletic. That's why he's a goat. Uh, he's athletic. He can shoot the ball. Just think he's if he's a he celebrity. Was, think if he was a baseball player. Oh man, he'd be so bad. That ball is yeah. so much smaller. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, he'd be too good at basketball to play baseball. That's. You'd just be thinking about basketball the whole time. Well, Michael Jordan. Did both. Yeah, that didn't go very well though. Yeah. Well, they made a documentary about it. You can't be athletic and play baseball. Well, also, you don't Tim know. Did it. You, you don't know Bo. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other thing that that I uh, on the the senseless banter uh, portion of the episode. Mm. Um, My favorite part. I I think Nick knows what's coming, Stephen. This will be a surprise to you, but I think you'll react the same way that I did. You're having a baby. Yesterday. <laughs> no, no, we're not having a baby. Uh, and I, I would react the same way you did, so it checks all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, on a much less serious note, um, yesterday Nick told me that he has no recollection or reference to even what the show Friends is. Okay. I could understand. I don't think Steven does either. But okay, so I can understand someone not having not watched it. That's fine. But I cannot believe that Nick doesn't even know what the show is. Like you've never heard of it, Nick? I can't say I have until last night. Okay, yeah, that's that's um That's Do you know it's on Nickelodeon? <laughs> Today at 9 p.m. He's been Googling it. <laughs> they are premiering episodes 18 through 21st of the season 7 <laughs> part of the show. So This is what it looks like. This so is what it looks thing, like to be of the world but not in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a perfect example. Yeah. Wow. Um, so... I just don't believe it, but I also am not going to call Nick a liar on our podcast. It's turning 25. That's not right. It's turning 26. It turned 26. The TV show did or the seventh season? Episode 18 through 21. <laughs> um, both. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't... doesn't... That doesn't really yeah. check out. <laughs> are you? Are I'm you? Sure I, are you prepared yet to call Nick a liar? On the I podcast? think they uh, closer. Do you think they recorded seasons one through seven in the first year? I I doubt it. Oh, well. just think think about how much more goes into TV than podcasting, and we probably won't get through more than two seasons in a year. <laughs> So I think we can. I mean, we could, but now that we have this friend, thing it's way easier for them because mind. they're all in one place. That's true too, and we're scattered throughout the nations. Yeah. Well, how about we how, how about we move on from that? Um, 
I laughed for some reason because I saw that Nick was drinking Dr. Pepper. And for some reason, that was funny to me. So Nick's drinking Dr. Pepper. I happen to be drinking Diet Coke. I am. Steven? Steven Apple is sipping on some... (laughs) The Rainbow Fish. Is that a book or a game? I mean, maybe they made a game out of the book, but it's definitely a book. It's a bath time book. Okay. I have never... I have never seen the book. I've never heard of that. Played the game. What? I'm pretty sure it's a game, also. Okay, Jordy. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, while we're kind of on the topic of friends, but transitioning from TV show friends to real life friends, as the three of us are. Good transition. Thank you. Good transition. Um, the three of us are real life friends. And we like to do podcasts. And as we mentioned the last time that Stephen Apple was on our, our podcast, um, let me also say the first reappearing guest, recurring guest. Repeat guest. Repeat guest. That is, Re- that repeat is such an easy word and I couldn't find it. Um, that's why Stephen's here. That's why Stephen's here. Um, but Stephen um, and Nick and I, all three of us, our friends, and we are so excited to, <laughs> that was a joke, I said we're friends again because I had said it so many times already, um, <laughs> but we're, we're kind of, we're kind of joining forces a little bit, um, and Steven's podcast, the Let's Go There podcast, um, Nick and I are going to become more regular guests on that podcast, um, not every episode, and, well, who knows how often. But basically, whenever is needed, we're, uh, we're the B team. So, we're very excited to be the B team to Steven's A team. That's right. B squad. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that analogy carries over or works in this context, but I'm very happy to have you on my podcast. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was seamless personally. But, you know, I'm uh blindly optimistic, some would say. That's right. Have I uh I was telling some coworkers about this story and then and then I, I then I think we should get serious so we're not like four hours into this thing. But talking about just being blindly optimistic and blindly confident, um I didn't learn how to swim until I was in high school. And in middle school, we had a swimming unit and gym. And the the teacher, I had a, a nude gym teacher, so he didn't know that I couldn't swim. You say new and or I, nude? New. Oh, new. Yeah, I'm not sure what you said there. It was his mm. first year teaching me. Anyway, whatever. Uh he wasn't new to the district, but I didn't have him before. He didn't know that okay. I couldn't swim. He had no context for that. But also, I was a reasonably athletic person who most people would assume that I could at least swim fine. Not well, but it, mm-hmm. like as good as the next guy. Um, and we started out that year diving. I had never dove before. And they wanted some. They wanted someone to come up and demonstrate how to dive, 
So he asked for volunteers. No one said anything. So I was like, ah, whatever, I'll do it. So I raised my hand, and he said, Hutton, get on up here. So I went up to the diving board, and I belly flopped. And and then uh, I said, sorry, sorry, I think I know what I did wrong. And then I did it again, and I overcorrected, and I landed flat on my back. <laughs> and then when I came out of the water and, like, struggled over to the side and crawled out, he's like, have you ever done that before? He's like, no, I can't even really swim. <laughs> Oh man, nothing really, nothing really like epitomizes Jordy quite like volunteering to be an example uh, of how to do something that he has no idea how to do. <laughs> Just out of the good nature of his heart, like nobody else will do it, but all right, I'll step up. I, I can, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Someone has to demonstrate. I'll demonstrate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's uh, one of oh. my one of my best and simultaneously worst qualities is that I'm just so confident sometimes gets in the way. <laughs> um, like the time you tried to mow your lawn blindfolded, <laughs> just like just mm. like that. Yeah, wow. I, uh, that was truly blind confidence. That <laughs> that's day. right, and it didn't go well. And save that one for another another podcast. Um, so anyway, um, today we are re-recording an episode um, that Nick and I had actually talked about once before, and then I broke the zip drive that I had the file saved on, so I couldn't get it. That one's gone forever. Um, but we're going to try again here, and we are going to talk about... Uh, Carl Lentz, the former Hillsong pastor in New York City. Um, a lot of you listening have probably heard the name in the last few months um, because, I don't know, it felt like there's maybe like two weeks there where it was like all over every news site. It was all over the place. Um, and for maybe further context... Um, Carl Lentz is the, the pastor that would be frequently like hanging out with Justin Bieber or other celebrities that I can't name because I just know, Justin, just know Bieber. Justin Bieber. Um, but anyway, that, so that's, that's who we're mm-hmm. talking about. Um, I don't want to just talk the whole time. So does, do one of you guys want to jump in a little bit and kind of share Why? We'd want to talk about this a little bit today. Yeah, uh, I think, well, because it's, it's kind of the, uh, it seems like celebrity pastors have been coming more taking over mm-hmm. than before. And not that there wasn't celebrity pastors in the past, there wasn't celebrity preachers in the past, just that social media and, and technology kind of has set up put a microphone that we can all find and we can all listen to them. But I think it's, it's important to talk about this because Carl Lentz, I mean, he was kind of the epitome of a celebrity pastor. He's hanging out with celebrities all the time. Um, and just the fact that we kind of saw a fall from fall a fall from grace almost, in a sense that he was living this, this outside view of life of luxury and, and was with everyone. And then he just kind of stum- fell fell back into the fact that, that, that he just as everyone else is human and struggles and has, has, has sin issues and we live in a world of sin 
but it's almost like we put these celebrity pastors on these. I mean, we put pastors, sometimes we put pastors in general on pedestals, but especially a celebrity pastor is kind of like that. The, the, the pastors of pastors everyone looks up to and compares themselves yeah. to. Uh, and so I think it's just the fear of, of putting people on that pedestal and on that stage and the opportunity for them to create themselves as a, as a, almost as an idol to be worshipped rather than uh, a, a person that is, uh, that is trying to help us walk with God and have a relationship with God. So I think it's important. I think we all agree that it was important to talk about this and address this issue um, just because it is kind of, uh, uh, obviously it happened last year, but still very pressing and, and especially in modern culture with the modern Christianity culture. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, it's something new for Christianity to have to to deal with and for churches to have to walk through because, I mean, that's a new, it's a new phenomenon just because, I mean, church always used to be local, just like everything used to be local in the sense that, I mean, church is mostly still local, but I'm saying church used to have to be local because of just through physical right. constraints. Like, yeah. church was who can physically gather together, but, you know, with the... Mm obviously globalization and obviously the internet uh, being the biggest factors like that you can get your message out there and you can reasonably you know um, reach so to speak like people anywhere in the world at any given moment and so like the door opened you know in the last decade or so for these churches to become not just mega churches in their own attendance in their own city but to become like nationwide famous um you know everybody's a lot of people have heard of them all over all over the country um yeah and so it's kind of a new category of a burden mm-hmm. to bear like in the sense in like we see this with i mean it's the same it's a similar burden with celebrities who aren't pastors you know but it's like you're in the public eye you're in the like you're absolutely under the microscope and there's a ton of pressure associated with that um and maybe it's even more so with pastors than it is with others because, like, you're constantly in the public eye and you're constantly being expected to exemplify what it means to be a Christian. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I was I was just going to say, when you said the, um, you know, it's, it's the same thing for, for celebrities that aren't pastors, Um you know, part of it too, it's the same thing for pastors that aren't celebrities where there's, it's not like this massive worldwide group of people that are like paying attention, but there's still like people that are looking to you and there's still, um, Mm -hmm. like the devil is still there and there's still temptation and there's still sin. And like, because you are this like, massive pastor of a massive church that um you, like i'm sure there was they hired people to run social media for him and i'm sure like like all kinds of stuff that make their you know the sunday service experience at hillsong way better than the the sunday service that i put together in my living room you know like it's like there's just so much of this that's manufactured, but that doesn't take away the fact that it's it's still a person and there's still like it's still a human like heart and there's still the sin nature within us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know all of that too was heightened because this happened during quarantine. 
So yeah. Hillsong was already kind of one of the churches that was kind of leading the charge as far as moving things to online. There is like mm-hmm. you could find every sermon on YouTube. Um, you still can find every sermon on YouTube, but then during quarantine, like that's that's all it was. All you had was was online service. So I think that heightened the issue a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we you mentioned that you mentioned that it's that it's worth talking about, and I I think. You know we're gonna we're gonna run this podcast, um, and and Stephen has said he's gonna put this through through his site too. Um, so if you're listening to this on the Fargo Christian podcast, it's the exact same thing on on Stephen's podcast, vice versa. If you're listening to this through Stephen's feed, like you're not missing anything if you just listen to it there. But um, you know it, it's it's worth talking about and and not to steal the thunder of Stephen's podcast, but like, I feel like we need to go there and I feel like we need to have this conversation because I haven't seen churches making statements on this and I haven't seen Mm -hmm. like Christian leaders like just coming out on either side, like condemning or mm-hmm. like whatever. I haven't seen anything. The only thing I've seen is, is secular media and, um, yeah. And Nick, you, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but I, I keep seeing this phrase fallen from grace. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Nick, you said it and I know that you didn't mean it in the way that I think that people will, will take it when they see that from, a CNN, a Fox News, whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's putting such a negative view on, on what the church is when, yeah. it's, when it's just secular media having the conversation. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I don't want to just run over this conversation, but... Um, I mean, has there been anything that you guys have seen or anything that you guys have heard that has kind of just checked you in the wrong way? I mean, I I think it is just a fact, like kind of like you said, like it's almost turning um, Carl Lentz into a no longer a Christian. Yeah. Um, like he's a, just a terrible person now. I know we kind of joked about that before the podcast. Um but it's, it's this connotation that that kind of just like like I kind of alluded, I talked about was that he is this perfect person because of the stage he's been set on, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that if a pastor stumbles or 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 has 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 a has a sin sin issue at a at a local church level it's it's viewed much obviously much differently than uh obviously someone who's in the public eye where it turns into a scandal i mean obviously this was a such a such a terrible situation that that he found himself in um and had such build up to but i think it's such such a scary thought to think of of like you said like the social like the secular world and social media kind of taking this under their wing and kind of bringing it to light, saying, talking about how terrible it is for, for celebrity pastors or or, the quote unquote hot pastors, 
to have a have a name in the world. Um, where I think that takes away from so many people and so many so many opportunities. I saw someone post on Instagram. Um, this comedian was making making jokes about attractive pastors and all that, and how it how it draws away from um, a congregation. It draws away from from people coming to coming to know the Lord. And I I think that is such a such a terrible thing to think of. Just because just because someone has just is a is a is a solid looking person doesn't mean they can't have a relationship with Christ and can't can't teach people and have a relationship that right. way. So I think that is kind of the nervous thing, not nervous, but worrisome thing that, like you said, that the world is kind of taking over this thing and making it, this is what all churches struggle with. This is what all churches have issues with. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think for me, um, just the things I would remember seeing that, you know, and I didn't read a lot of articles or anything about it, but just seeing the headlines um, in terms of from mainstream media sources and such, but, like, just seeing headlines that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's almost the sense of, like, they're excited to be able to talk about it. You kind of get that that vibe of, like, like look at this like Mm -hmm. they're wanting to highlight it like major you know major pastor has huge scandal you know that kind of thing and that happens in the news a lot because that kind of thing it gets people interested but i think that i think that that was you know that's just what kind of caught my eye or kind of was a little upsetting to see obviously it's like man it's just that always makes me feel a little sick like Mm-hmm. When any yeah. person, you know, has become like, like we're celebrating their fall. You know what I mean? And, um, and I think like, I think that can happen in a, in a few different ways. Like, I think that in one sense, I think that there is, um, maybe, maybe in a, a secular, from a secular worldview, like there is a little bit of taking joy and opportunity to, to show the fallibility of, um, Christians because you know secularism kind of defines itself against Christianity in the sense of like you know our uh, we believe that we can create this you know wonderful utopia of a society through just like unlocking human potential um, and so when there's an opportunity to kind of sh- like it's an opportunity to kind of um, d- d- discredit Christianity like it's kind of like, it's like opportunity, kind of like I told you so. Like, see, like, religion's not the answer, right? Like, see, like, religion's not the answer. It's, they're all just frauds. Like, it's all just fake, fake anyway. Like, these people, um, you know, they're hip, they're just hypocrites because they preach one thing, but then this is what actually happens. And so I think it's just like a, an opportunity to kind of um, throw something out there that kind of like exposes, so to speak, like, oh, look at this, you know, it's mm-hmm. all, it's yeah. all a fraud. And I think that um, that's the one, one, the one thing. And then I think the other thing too is like um, that I think can even hit Christians for sure uh, is like the insecurity component. Like this hits Christians, I think, big time. Like, because like uh, uh, aside from this particular circumstance, just in general, like there is a kind of a movement of like it's it can be popular for a lot of people to to criticize 
major pastors, mm-hmm. right? Like to 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 criticize them, to critique them, to call them out on you know this, that, or the other, kind of to, to be anti mega church and all this, and, and we don't need to necessarily get into like whether you know what's the best form of church or mega church or all that, but um, but I think some of that comes from like like an insecurity almost of you see somebody like Carl Lentz who's so like in the, like so publicly like in the apparently successful right like he's mm-hmm. and he has a huge audience he's um you know he's crushing it with his sermons and with his ministry and you know people are coming to jesus like crazy and you know all, all this um where it's like if we're not confident or if we're not secure in the fact that like god has different callings for different people and like that's gonna that's gonna mean like some people are gonna be in the spotlight and some people are going to live a quiet life, you know, a quiet life that, that doesn't get a lot of attention or doesn't seem as, as like successful by our, our kind of worldly, like normal standards. Like if you're not secure in that, then it yeah. can kind of make you yeah. like, you like when that, you know, there's something in you, something unhealthy in you. And I've definitely, you know, I've experienced this for sure where it's like when that, when that's ex- like a fit, when a weakness in that is exposed, it kind of makes you feel better. Like, see, like you can kind of like, see that's not all it's cracked up to be or see that person wasn't real like it kind of helps you feel better about yourself mm-hmm. if you're feeling insecure about the way that your ministry looks or your christianity looks um and so i think that's something we need to be super super careful of because it's like mm-hmm. i mean we're like yeah it's just something that that can be a motivation that we kind of don't see as to why we maybe are interested in criticizing or kind of jumping on uh, opportunities to criticize when when major players fall and like instead of being on the same side as them like we kind of pit ourselves against them because it makes us feel better about our own christian walk right yeah that's a that's a really good point um and i i think like tying it together what some both of you guys said was like this situation like this affair this all of it doesn't mean that he's not a Christian <laughs> right. anymore. That doesn't mean that he's not, like, on our team still, you know? Like, I, I think that it's it's so hard to, like... So, okay, so a couple a couple of questions that I, that I have. Um, I, I, I think there's maybe a misconception in that, like, this affair this affair was only an issue because he's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, like, the issue isn't that he's a pastor that had an affair. The issue is that there was an affair. Whether he's a pastor or not, yeah. that shouldn't happen. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> the second part of that, and, and this one I, I want to lean into a little bit, um, I think that you know, and, and maybe just to provide, like, maybe a little hope or a little encouragement to someone listening that maybe is going through something kind of tough. Like, hopefully not to this level, but whatever it is, you know, if you're feeling a little a little check in your heart or a little check in your soul here. Um, if I, I genuinely believe that if, if he had come forward early on and said, like, this happened, this is going on, like I need to I need to take some time like seek counseling seek seek support for my marriage whatever but if he had brought this forward 
rather than this being found out. I think that this is handled differently. Would you guys agree with that? Oh yeah, I agree one hundred percent. But I think, uh, I think just it it just comes down to the always coming back to the pedestal he's been right. put on. I think that it creates not just not just us thinking of him as a perfect perfect person perfect person, but him thinking of himself as a perfect sure. person, um, in a sense of he can't struggle in front yeah. of these people. Like he he's been able he's been so successful with this with this church that he's been able to build. Um, and in and, and, and the congregation that he's had that he can't admit to a to a to a to a fault in his heart um, which again in itself is, is another issue that that should have been addressed but I think it's it's interesting the the the, the, the way it was addressed afterwards and I think I think it, he handled it um, very well I thought and I think uh, what what Brian Houston said, he kind of talked about that this doesn't discredit what he's done yeah. as a pastor. Um, like we're not going to say that all his teachings were false, all his teachings were wrong. If you were, if you were accepted Christ through 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 a sermon, um, you should reconsider that and yada yada yada. I think, I think it's he handled it amazingly because around the same time there was also the the president of Liberty, uh, Fowell Jr., who had had a very similar kind of fallout. He was had some inappropriate photos taken with him, and he handled it completely differently. Um, I think he was just much more defensive about it. Um, so I think when we compare those two, because he's very, I mean, he's the son of son of Larry Fowler Sr., who's a, another well-known celebratorial pastor. I think when we look at them handling it, I think we can see that, that there is remorse in Lent. I think there was just a sin issue that he got caught up in, and just like everyone else, it's something that can so easily turn into a turn into a huge snowball yeah. when we don't catch it right away. And and just being where he was at, I think it's so unfair to anyone to say that they would have said something right away when we're all humans and we all struggle with oh, have right. have yeah. struggle with some sort of pride. It's 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 almost as if we're we're doing the same exact thing to him um, as what happened to him is in saying that we would be better than that. We wouldn't stumble. We wouldn't fall. If we were stumbling, we had talked to somebody, but, um, I think just the, the fact that he was able to, to handle it that well. Um, and just to remember that, that his ministry had a purpose and and, and it's brought so many people out, um, and put so many people in specific places because of it, whether it was just almost, almost shut down now because of everything. But I think it's, it's, it's just, Again, going back to the fact that that I guess he wasn't. I guess I don't know where I was going with yeah. that, but um, I just I'm just I'm just glad how he handled it. Uh, I know there's still there's obviously there's still issues going on with him and everything, but we'll get on yeah. that later. And I think I I want to just I'm, I'll give you a chance here too, Stephen. But I I just want to make sure that I didn't misspeak, and in, in saying that like like judging him for not coming out and saying something sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like looking, looking to um, Adam and Eve in Genesis, like the very first time sin entered the world, their immediate response was to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just in our nature mm-hmm. to hide. Um, and especially yeah. when there's guilt and when there's shame, we just like, we want to pull away from that. And, um, yeah, like it's incredibly difficult but you know and the reason that I brought that up is that like 
there is grace and there is like abounding grace. We read about that in Romans and, and I want to get into that a little later mm-hmm. too, but like it doesn't matter what you're doing, what you have done. Like there is an unlimited amount of grace. Um, yeah, I, I could keep going, but Stephen, go ahead. What do you think? I think that, um, you know, it's just important for us also to like, I mean, this goes right along the lines of what Nick was saying, but like, we got to approach it with humility and understanding, you know, and like we have to have grace ourselves. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I think sometimes we, like we can highlight the grace of God, like, oh, God has grace for this, but then we don't like treat it ourselves with grace, yeah. like in the way that we talk mm-hmm. about it or in the way that we think about it. Um, you know, and I think it's important right. for us to understand, like just to, to try to err, like to always err on the side of like empathy and humility and, and assuming the best, like even in a situation where there's clearly something that, um, you know, where obviously, you know, we know what, like we know what happened in, in one sense of we know that he had an affair, but like just trying to be, just trying to understand like the pressures that he's under, like it's an extremely challenging circumstance like to be yeah. in the position mm-hmm. that he's in. Like he has to face a lot of things that are unique to that, you know? Um, and, and, and so that's right. it. That's not an excuse in any way. Like I, I get that. But um, at the same time, just like us understanding, like, man, that is a, there's so, there's so much stress involved. There's so much pressure involved. There's so much extra on the line. When you think about like, I mean, it's always tough to, like, be honest and vulnerable and, like, you know, if you start to go down a path that you don't want to go down, like, it's always best, mm-hmm. you know, like, to your point, Jordy, like, it's always best, like, at any given point to, to, to go to somebody you trust and to, to, and to talk about it and to, like, that's always going to be the best at that given point, but um, that's always going to be, that's always challenging because it takes such, like, a humility and, yeah. and, and, and like, it's you know, it can be embarrassing, obviously, like, that we allowed ourselves to get into a place where it can feel that way for us. Um, it just, it's just amplified with him because at any given point, when he shares that, he knows, like, sharing this could be the end, like, sharing this could be the end of my career, of my ministry, um, or even more so, like, sharing this right. could mm-hmm. destroy yeah. like, so much yeah. good work. Like, you know, um, you know, so, sharing, like, this getting out public, will like he understands the implications that has for Hillsong the implications it has for the church the implications it has for all these people who have um, made him one of their one of their key influencers and pastors in his life and so like there's a lot at stake for him to go there and so now would it have like is that absolutely what should have happened of course it is because that's how you know that's how he can get healthy and get back on the right track you know but um, just, just being understanding and empathetic of like, man, that, that is a, a huge thing to bear to know, like how much is at stake when you screw up and you tell somebody or somebody finds out, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I think mm-hmm. that, that leads to the importance of, um, of, of being, very intentional about the people that you surround yourself with um and like you two two I, I know are two of my best friends that I could just at any moment I could call you like get coffee whatever 
I can tell you anything that's going on and it's going to be met with love and it's going to be met with grace but it's and it's going to be met with with the truth that I need to um, like and I, and I know that about you guys um, and you know so I, and I think about um, about David in the New Testament and like maybe an unintentionally interesting parallel and in the situation with David and Bathsheba um, where David slept with Bathsheba who was not his wife and like chaos ensued you know so much that um, it's mm -hmm. in Second Samuel 23 maybe it's in Second Samuel I know that if you want to read that story um, but, but what's interesting is right after that Nathan who is like an advisor to David basically um, immediately points him back points David back to God's grace and God spoke mm -hmm. to David through Nathan, not just directly to David, like he did so many times. Um, and even, um, you know, here I go, I'm just going to keep talking here. Um, in, in James, you know, the James chapter 5, where they talk about uh, where healing is kind of like, when, when the church talks about healing, oftentimes they'll, they'll go to James chapter 5 naturally um but I'll, I'll just read this this passage here um starting at james chapter 5 verses 13 um it says is anyone among you suffering let him pray is anyone cheerful let him sing praise is anyone among you sick let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the power of faith will save the one who is sick and the lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, and this, this is the point um, that I want to focus on here, verse 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Um, so, that I, I don't believe that saying that, you know, sick or not like I don't believe that that's saying that if you don't confess your sin that you're not going to be healed I, I just I don't believe that that's what that's saying um, but I, I think it's interesting that it's it's the prayer of faith that if you are surrounded by a group of people that have that same faith where you can confess sin and that confess sin is going to be met like I said the way that you guys are going to meet that in my life um, that is that same that same faith is the same faithful prayer that heals um, but surrounding yourself with those people that are going to always point you back to God's grace excuse me always point you back to God's mercy um, and always point you back to the truth of the word um, mm -hmm. we need those people around us and I can't say if Carl did or did not have those people around him because I don't know him personally. Um, but, oh, sorry, I just, I talked more than I wanted to here, but um, just closing that thought out, um, you know, it, I, I think it's, and, and Stephen and I, I know you and I, you and I have talked about this, sometimes it's hard as a pastor to, to know 
when and how vulnerable to be and what not. And I, and I know that there's pastors listening to this. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to form a secret club here or something, but, um, but if you are a pastor and you like, you feel like you just can't, there's something that you just need to let go of big or small and you just, just reach out to one of us. Um, you know, I, I, like, I can't recommend Nick and Stephen higher, <laughs> like two of the best friends you could ever have. Um, but like, if you need to reach out to someone, please reach out to us. Cause we like, we will walk with you. We will not judge you. Like we need to be willing to have those conversations before it gets to the point that it did with Carl Lentz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good, so important, and I think that honestly, like that may be the most important thing that, like, we can and should take away from times like this, like we're, uh, yeah. things like this when it happens. Mm-hmm. It's just that that incredible. Um, the value of being in healthy, open community with one another, like, and I actually want to say, I, um, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly. Um, I didn't look back and look it up, but I do, I I am pretty sure actually that, that he maybe even, that Carl Lentz in his, um, you know, his explanation or his apology that he maybe even did mention that that was one of the big, like, I think he mentioned that. I think he mentioned that one of the mistakes he made was, um, not letting other people in like that that he didn't take it to the people that he knew he could trust with it um and then that was what got him in a position where it kept getting you know worse and worse and um i think that's uh i mean we were just created to be in community we were created to be in relationship with one another and like there's i mean we we live in an individualistic culture um in our modern times in our modern western times but like yeah yeah christianity has out like has never been an individual thing you know what i mean like like, we're we're used to experiencing it that way in the sense of like you have your personal faith you have your private faith you know but christianity was always a communal Mm -hmm. thing it was always meant to be something that we walk through and walk in together um and i honestly think you can't do it on your own i just i mean you just can't because we weren't created to do it on our own like it was never intended to happen that way um and so that's like the number one 100 percent most important thing is um you've got to you've got to find nurture and utilize relationships in your life where you can be honest about things right away in real time before they become massive problems and i want to say with that like if somebody's listening you know and that just sounds so daunting like totally get that totally get that because i remember before i had made that a practice or really had ever like done anything with that or like had had really ever let people into my biggest problems like yeah it's incredibly terrifying kind of sense of like um you know it's it is it is daunting but as you practice it, you know, as you find those relationships and as you practice honesty with the right people, because this isn't about putting yourself out there as somebody who you can't trust. Um, 
but as you practice that, it does get so much easier over time. Like the more you practice it, the easier it gets. And then you're in a regular habit of catching stuff early because you're just always sharing what's actually going on in your life with your friends or, you know, whoever it may be, your spouse, if you're married could be, um, you know, it could be a brother, sister, whatever, like it does get easier. And then you get yourself in a place where you're actually in a habit of, of, of catching stuff early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I said, I wanted to thank you for that, Stephen, because I, I also wanted to say, if you are not yeah, a pastor, really like still please reach out. That, that isn't just for pastors. Mm-hmm. I just, I happen to know that it's, it's sometimes difficult to find that when you are a pastor. But, um, you know, anyone that's listening to this and you have something going on, it doesn't have to be us. But, but go to someone that you trust and just faithfully get it out there. And... Like, mm-hmm. exp- I mean, truthfully, experience God's grace in that moment. It like, it is one of the strongest. It is the like the best way to learn God's grace is to like yeah. step into God's grace and trust and believe that God's yeah. grace is going to be there for you. Okay, mm-hmm. um, anticipating this potentially though as well. Like, what if I'm listening to this podcast and this all checks out to me? Like, it makes sense. Um, and I'm thinking about this in my personal life. Like, I don't know that I have somebody like that. Um, like you understand, like, what if I'm listening to this and I understand and agree with the concept, but I just don't like, I don't have that person. I don't have somebody that I feel like I trust with that or that I have that kind of relationship with. And I don't know who that would be. You know, what, what kind of, what can we maybe share? Like what kind of encouragement um, might we be able to share or advice, like how to handle that situation or where to start? I, I mean, I think if, if that is the case, and I think that that is the case for, for a lot of people out there, um, and a lot of people do struggle with, 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 with community and, and conversations and, and socializing be, because of just that fear of, uh, of what do people think. I think it, it's, it is a big risk um, just for those people because you are stepping out of your comfort zone, but I think it's... It's just simply getting into groups. It's simply putting yourself, if, if, if you're in a church, if you're, if you're looking for a church, uh, find a church with, with life groups. Find a church with community groups and, and sign up for some. Sign up for one. Sign up for, sign up for two, but get into yeah. groups. Um, some, might work, some might not work out. Some might not have the best fit, but, but you find community where, I mean, you, if you surround yourself with, with, with the best community as possible, and you're going to find good community. Um, it's it's all about who you surround yourself with and it may not be the 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 perfect relationship right away um i know for a lot of introverted people it's 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 hard to to reach out it's hard to to put yourself out there um whether it's because of past hurts or past pains or or it's just it's just a difficult challenge for you um but there's people out there that would love to talk with you there's a lot people out there that love connecting with people and love communicating um but just finding groups finding a church group finding a church home finding people that 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 you can relate to that you can connect with um and don't it's not a it's not a it's not like a law it's not we're not commanding you to tomorrow night go find a group go tomorrow night go find some people to to tell all your all your struggles with but it's it's all about just building relationship it's a process it's a step-by-step process um 
if you and if you allow it to be a process, then you're gonna find a group, you're gonna find a home, you're gonna find community. Um, so that's I mean that's what all I have to say about it is just just trust it, just just go out and, and join yeah. something and, and and just be be around people. Don't don't even worry about telling everyone everything. Just the process of being around people. Yeah, no, that's uh, how many times have we have we ended with saying like you need to find people to do this with because life is just yeah. not supposed to be done alone. Um, mm-hmm. but a couple other things too, like, I, I know it's so hard to even get into church sometimes right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully things are kind of really like restrictions are easing up a little bit and we can, a lot of churches are meeting in person again. Um, but again, I know like it's hard to do some of that stuff, but, um, a couple other options that I thought of, um, even as just a place to start, um, I, I know I can speak for all three of us. Um, I realize that maybe I shouldn't speak for all three, <laughs> for all three of us, but it's too late now. Um, <laughs> so I'll speak for all three of us and should have just spoken for myself in saying that, that Valley Christian Counseling Center in Fargo is fantastic. Um, <laughs> I am I am so sorry, Nick and Stephen, because I just I shouldn't have done that. Um, but I personally have been to counseling at Valley Christian, and it was it was one of the best things I've done. Um, mm-hmm. And if you are in Fargo, that's a great option. Um, if you are not in Fargo. I keep hearing people talk about BetterHelp, which is a virtual online counseling kind of thing. Um, But Valley Christian Counseling specifically, it's in the name, obviously. They lend toward our Christian faith. Um, So wonderful option. Um, Mm -hmm. As you're you're trying to find a church, as you're trying to find people to really connect with, um, there are ways to do it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, counseling is like, um, I mean, it's probably been the single best decision that I made in the last five years, ten years, whatever. Like, going to see a counselor just completely <laughs> cha- like changed things for me. Um, and it's, I, I mean, the thing is, I was talking about this with another one of my friends. Like, we were talking about this. Like, it doesn't really matter, like, what is going on in your life even like it doesn't matter what you're struggling with what whether it's normally considered whether it's a mental illness issue or not even if you're perfectly healthy like mentally healthy there's nobody who could not benefit from seeing a counselor like learning about some mm-hmm. of these things learning about cognitive behavioral therapy learning about some of That's these right. things that help you manage your emotions and your health well like your emotional and mental health well man it can be a game changer and it's like there's mm-hmm. no reason to go through life mm-hmm. without those tools <laughs> um, and you know I know finances can sometimes be a tricky issue yeah. um, if your insurance doesn't cover it but like if you can make it happen there's probably not really much better you can invest in yeah 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 I agree except for maybe GameStop <laughs> that's true because GameStop is just swelling wow. right now that's a re- that's... if you invest in GameStop uh, a week ago, then you could take it out today and you could have a lifetime of counseling. That's true. 
That's real true. Um, well, we're getting dangerously close to an hour here. Um, was there anything uh, that well, that we didn't get to that either of you are just just burning to say? If if yes, we can we can turn this into part two, or we can, I can find somewhere to make this part two. <laughs> but if but if not, we have to end within the next four minutes, or else it's just. <laughs> no, I think I. I mean, it is something we, I think we can always just go on and on about this, but I think just it just comes down to with Carl Lentz is just the, the community yeah. openness, um, realizing that that we're all vulnerable to, to what goes on right. in this world, um, that we're all vulnerable to, to the sin yeah. of this world. Um, whether we're celebrity pastors right. or not, um, whether we're just the average business person who is out of the public right. eye, it's there's 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 sin struggles, um, and there's and but there's also plenty of people out there. There's plenty of friends out there. There's plenty of community out there that uh, all. The toughest part is just is just starting to speak, and then after that, yeah. I mean, it, some great things happen. Yeah, I read something the other day that like, someone said like, I think we forget that Satan is good at his job. Like, he is good at his job. Uh, and that's all the more reason to have these, um, have those checks in your life, you know. And yeah, and I think just always remember that, you know, falling from grace isn't a real thing. You can't fall from God's grace, and there's abundantly grace. There's an overabundance of grace. Abundantly grace. Um. <laughs> So for all, you know, the law came to increase sin, but as sin increased, grace abounded all the more. It's in Romans chapter 5, mm-hmm. verse 20, I believe. But Preach. Um, anyway, God's grace is there. God's grace will always be there. Nothing you can do or I can do to change that. So, um, That's right. That's right. And we did it. We're under an hour. Um, Stephen, thanks so much for jumping on here. Um, My pleasure. Nick, thanks again, as always. And if you're listening still, thanks for making it this far. You made it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the last hour. Um, if you didn't, I I wish I could yeah. give it back to you somehow, but I can't. So. Well, daylight savings. And Jordy's got a little too back on daylight here. savings. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just wait till daylight savings and just pretend like you didn't listen to it if you hated this. <laughs> All right, well let's uh, let's wrap it up and talk to you guys again soon. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the Fargo Christian Podcast. Episodes will be releasing on Monday mornings, and you can find us on Instagram at Fargo Christian or at your local coffee shop. We just might be there.